Welcome everybody to another episode of The Business Boys. I'm sitting here, I got some Doritos, I got this new drink which I'll tell you about in a sec and give you a review. But most importantly, with me as always, my main man Spence, how you doing? Uh, how am I doing? I'm doing... How are you doing? Well, the stock market took a shit yesterday. Uh, my fantasy teams suck ass. Uh, I had a big lunch and now I feel bloated. Doing all right. <laughs> like, whatever. So you're, so you're on your period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a Labatt Blue. That's that's the highlight for right. what's going on in my life right now. How about you? Um, I'm good. You know, long day. But uh, here we stand at the end of it. Feeling good. My, uh, my girl brought a bunch of uh, these drinks back from her bachelorette party. Um, so I'm right now I'm having, it's called seventh heaven dry gin. It's premium Canadian gin fizz. This one is a wild strawberry flavor and rhubarb. Yeah. Apparently it's shit and it's super sweet. So bottoms up. (laughs) Love a good fizz though. Oh, not bad. I could, I could have a couple of those. Yeah. Like one or two, you know? I do. I am a pr- pretty big fan of the gin mixed drinks that you can b- get buy at the liquor store. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. And my mom used to make a nice strawberry rhubarb pie back in the day. Mm. Oh, Love fuck. rhubarb. Don't even know what it is. Like, um, it's like got like these red stems and like a big leaf. It's like a plant. Got <laughs> it. Got it. <laughs> with, a, with a silent H. A rhubarb. Rhubarb. Um, you get that at the grocery store or what? Uh, I don't know. Matter. Someone else brought it, I think. And they used my cooler. So I got the remnants of the cooler. Your drink now. Fair game. Wow. I would yeah, say a little, so. little curveball. A little curveball down the middle. A little 12-6 curve from Garrett Cole, who I'll be seeing pitch tonight. Uh, kind of looks like me, or I look like him, by the way. He's $300 million richer than me, though. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Big, big Jays game tonight and tomorrow versus the Yanks. Big <laughs> game. Here he does look like you. I'm going to do my part by having my usual six beers and popcorn and an ice cream. I might have to step it up to eight beers tonight at the game. I don't know. We'll see what the boys need from me tonight. Those yeah. dugout deals, they, they get me going. But, uh, anyways, why don't we jump into it? I'm going to let you kind of lead this one because i'm fat and poor and upset i'm just gonna drink and chat cool all right well should we start with some some thursday night football picks because we're obviously so great at fantasy football that combine i think we're what a combined one one and eleven between the two of us in our two leagues yeah i want to uh say it's just a slow start and it's a long season but uh Optimism is is pretty low, at least uh, on this end in Toronto. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Jags might plus seven and a half at Cincinnati. I'll go first. The Jaguars fucking suck. I'm they're so bad. They're so bad. Um, I don't think I think it's too many points to be honest. I don't think Cincinnati should be seven and a half points probably against anyone. Even though they are a bit better team this year, and I do enjoy watching them play, I would never bet this game in a million years. But I'll, I'll take the Jaguars and the points for this show. And, oh, uh, great! I'm, I'll puke. 
but I'll take it. Oh, take it. Good. I wanted the bungles anyways, man. Nice Thursday night action. I realize they're just putting all the shit teams on Thursday night, give them a bit more exposure, and I'm sure the players' association with the added game was like, listen, like, you're not putting any playoff teams on fucking Thursday night. Oh, it's just been terrible other than week one. Every week, just a new shit game to watch. But that's okay, because I don't watch it. I just watch the highlights later if it's shit. There you go. Yeah. And I feel like if I don't watch football on a Thursday night, like if it's a shit game, it's like I feel so much like, wow, like I'm dude, I got something done. I was so productive just because I didn't watch football when I could have just sat on my ass for three and a half hours. So it's like double dipping on, on the productivity. Yeah, and I mean fair is fair. I'm I'm gonna probably sit on my ass and try to catch up on the thirteen shows that I'm behind behind on, on Netflix. Uh yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll finally get into Squid Game because that, that just looks awesome, and I can't wait to watch that. Um, by the way, thank you for the recommendation. I'm already on season three of uh, uh, fucking uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, you've been crushing it. I, uh, yeah. You're a better man than me. I, I Halfway through season two, I, I was just kind of done with it. I get it. Well, yeah. It's a, it's a little childish. far-fetched. Also, yeah... Danny LaRusso just can't stand him in that. <laughs> God damn, can't duel. stand him. Anyways, By the way, shall man, we get into some? Yeah, let's some let's do it. I want to tell cool. you though, like I I, I uh, jarred some pickles on Sunday. Ooh, little homemade pickle, and you know I don't know if I did it right or not because I gotta wait weeks now before they're ready. <laughs> so every day I'm just going to check on them, give them a little shaky shake. How long? How many weeks do you gotta wait? Uh, you know, it's diff- experts on the internet are, are very all over the place. So I think I'm going to maybe crack one open next week and just see where I'm at. Give it a little test run. Yeah. I think Rose's mom like kind of puts a little slice in them so they pickle quicker. A slice of what? Like, like the- with a knife. What do you mean? An- oh, wait. Oh, in the actual pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, hmm, like down hmm. the middle, just so like the juices get on the inside. But I don't, I don't know if that's her technique. I gotta ask her. She makes did, some damn good salt. I did salt quarter pickles. them so they're kind of open, so maybe they'll be. Faster. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. the garlic blue already. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty actually, pretty easy recipe. My place stunk like vinegar for the whole day, but it was a good time. And of course, one of those jars, I put a bunch of red onions in there. Love a good pickled red onion. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it goes great on a burger. Pretty much any sandwich goes fantastic on. Anyways, enough shenanigans. Uh, yeah. lo- lot of China, lot of China news this week, eh? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's good. We, we got to diversify over here, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the first main, the first main one. It's a quick, quick, short one. But Baidu uh, started publicly testing their Apollo Go robo taxis in Shanghai. Um, so essentially, what they've said is they've achieved a level four capability which means they can use them, they can test them, but they do need a human operator to be there. Uh, however, they do operate independently. So the goal right now is to make about 200 vehicles in Shanghai in total and uh, see where that takes them. Uh, but uh, man, it's uh, it's a coming. Like, you know, it hasn't been that long since we started talking about this possibility. And uh, here we are talking about it. So who knows what will happen in uh, three, four years from now. Yeah, I kind of don't really think this is huge news. This is 
kind of similar to what Waymo's been doing for years and years in Arizona. Totally. And uh, just given all the news recently and the government crackdown and some of the Chinese frauds, I just I'm not trusting a lot of these Chinese companies on their oh, yeah. like technological capabilities and that. Yeah, especially with the next two we got coming up. Yeah, um, I mean, what, what's the deal with Huawei? Like, uh, is anything going on with this company, or is it just like I, don't, I know we we released our. <laughs> I don't, I'll let you yeah. take it over here. Yeah, I think we. So from what I understand, and it's just like it's a lot of like I don't like reading about it too much. It's not that interesting because it's just like fucking drama. But essentially, Ming Wanchu held uh, was held in Canada in 2018 on fraud charges, uh, essentially sketchy dealings with Iranian company where they were selling like some prohibited U.S. computer gear or something, um, or a company that was selling it to Iran. Um, but recently, what's happened is they've released her and. Two Canadians who were uh, being held on spying charges, apparently not unrelated, but they were uh, being were held two days after Ming was was held, um, are now have now returned home. So I'm sure it was like a, a bit of a, like a, a deal done there, obviously. Yeah, um, alleged spying charges. Yeah, super sketch. Uh, so what's the, the news that's out now? is the Canadian government, now that these two guys are home, are going to be making their decision on if they want to ban Huawei technology for their upcoming 5G rollout. Um, so people were saying, oh, they, they're not going to make that decision while well, there's these two, like, essentially held captive. But now that they're home, looks like uh, the pressure's on for the federal government to make a decision. Um, they're the only one, they're the only country out of, like, five countries that are, that are part of some union to, to not make a decision yet. Um, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to say no. Yeah. It's banned in the U S I know it's banned in various European countries. I want to say UK. I could be wrong. I want to say like Germany. I mean, they do sponsor hockey nine Canada. So, uh, <laughs> you know, big decision there by Trudeau to see if we want <laughs> That's a, that's the main sponsor of hockey nine Canada. That's, that's the best we can do. I'm sure um, there's a lot of other people lined up to uh, fit that bill. Oh, yeah. I bet the Shopify and RBC can't wait to sponsor Ronnie Mack and his multi-million dollar <laughs> salary. <laughs> oh, good for the Canadian. I, I, like one's name's like Michael, Hor- not Hornvik, like something like that. And uh, you know, it's been all over Apple News. I, I've just been briefly reading. It's more, more political, but uh, yeah. Good that they're back. Um, seem very Michael, suspect. Michael Kovrig and Michael yeah. Spavor. The two mics, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, welcome back to the Great White North. Hope you enjoy Labatt. Good old Labatt Blue. I do not. And then obviously the one that everyone's heard of. It's been everywhere. Uh, Evergrande, Evergrande, Evergrande. It's got to be Grande, right? That's <laughs> very, 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 very good name, company name. Uh, give it an A plus on that and an F on every other aspect of running the business. <laughs> yeah, I think the skinny, if we want to call it that, on the company is basically their one of the biggest property developers in the world, the second largest in China, which 
as you all know, has been expanding like crazy and also doing some shady business shit. Essentially, Evergrande has $300 billion in debt outstanding, which is a lot of debt, which would be up in, I want to say, top 10 in the world. Maybe even top 5 for public companies, and a lot of the ones with more debt can probably afford it a little more. And uh, yeah, they, they defaulted recently on an interest payment on that debt. I think they have about $37 billion that they have to repay this year. So maybe a little bit like how did they get into this situation? Well, it costs a lot of money to build huge commercial or residential condo complexes and houses and that. You borrow money, you raise money from investors, you build a building, and then you sell it, right? You, you sell out the building. And if people ain't, if you keep building and borrowing as fast as you can, you're building everywhere. There's so much demand and then no one's buying it. You're going to have a massive cash flow problem. And that's kind of what's going down here. Also, a lot of, you know, it's, it's a nebulous situation. We don't really know what's underneath the financial hood, what's really going on there. You know, transparency, not a strong suit for a lot of Chinese companies. So, um. Yeah, and obviously a lot of big banks are invested, have lent to Evergrande, so there's definite concern that it could trigger kind of a ripple effect throughout the market. Um, Chinese government has stepped in, kind of uh, lent some money to the banks, I believe, loosened some restrictions, but I don't think they've directly done anything to help the actual home builder. So... uh, I guess good that they're trying to minimize the ripple effect that it could have, but, uh, you know, possibly folding the company, restructuring it, the government kind of taking it over is a very strong possibility, probably. So what happens now is all these all these properties that they own and are not selling out, they're going to have to, I guess, get rid of them at a massive loss. Yeah, restructure them, man. <laughs> government come in and will buy it for pennies on the dollar and yeah. Not great for the company. They got like 200,000 employees and not great for investors in the company. I think some of the big banks behind uh, the debt, the loans that they gave and the big investors will probably be okay. It seems like the Chinese government is going to help that. But uh, yeah, like individual investors and and, and home buyers in that too are kind of going to get fucked by this. So not a great situation. Yeah, and you also think about all the like the subcontractors. I'm assuming that they've hired and owe money to, who are probably not going to see anything. Um, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it everywhere. Um, definitely seen it. If you watch that Trump documentary on whatever, how he you know files for bankruptcy, and you know, it just shit, shit for the little guy. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and you I feel, think you feel some, some of the shady business dealings they're doing is like they're raising money and like like raising money on the back of like future buildings, cash cash flows that they're going to build like two years down the line. So it's, it's kind of never, <laughs> that's kind of never a great idea. Like that's kind of Enron dealings right there. Yes, sir. If that doesn't become a reality, then you have a massive cash crunch. I'm hopeful, though, that uh, this could be somewhat contained and not just uh, completely fucking take down the entire 
entire global stock market. I think he's crossed. But if it does... Cross everything. Yeah. Um, I know on in, in other news, there was a couple of uh, couple of big companies, Apple and Amazon, that had some product events and hardware events. Um, I know you checked out those. Do you have any uh, any highlights or lowlights from from those events? Yeah, I mean, I could summarize the Apple one in one second. There's nothing new. It's just like new versions of all their products. I don't know, better batteries. Like fucking, it's nothing important. Seriously, like absolutely nothing. Um, comments really negative this year. Everyone's starting to come around finally. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, how boring is this event? Every year, September hardware event, iPhone 13. Next year will be iPhone 14. But we got a bigger battery. Grand, wonderful, fantastic. It's seriously nothing. It's just improvements and new additions on, on all of their products. I mean, I didn't watch the whole event. I, I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, I think that's what we've what we've been kind of saying uh, over and over on the podcast every year when we come out of like an Apple event or just generally when we talk is just kind of like a big disappointment, right? And uh, you know, we talk about what's going on with some of the other major like companies, major tech companies in in the states. You know, what Amazon's doing, what Google's doing, what fucking Facebook's doing. And, you know, they're not all, I'm not saying they're all necessarily doing it perfectly, but I feel like Apple hasn't come out with this like groundbreaking idea or, or thought or even like attempted anything in a really long time. Maybe they're just keeping it under wraps. Like, I don't know, but, um, I think that what they're holding onto and, and is, is just kind of their products and how they're all linked together. But as soon as there, there's a crack in that mold where you can start using, other products that are integrated with other things like Apple's just going to fall real hard. I like, uh, and when we, you know, you Google gets in on these like big government projects, Amazon can get in on them too. They're, they're doing like, like, I feel like they like I'm, Apple isn't like big enough or entangled enough to be part of like the evil table at the, in the high ups of the, of the government. If you, if you believe in that, I just, I don't see them being like entrenched in the next, like, you know, 30, 40 years into something that we absolutely 100% can't get rid of. Hmm. Yeah, I know you had a pensive uh, reflection on them on Friday night. Look, it's a mature company. There's no doubt about that. It's it's not uh, in the hyper growth mold. But with the pandemic, uh, these last couple of years, I don't know what year of the pandemic we're on now, 10 for all I know. They've kind of had a resurgence in their sales growth, right? People stuck at home. Let me get a nice iPad. Let me get a Apple Watch. Let me get a new uh, MacBook. So they have kind of had a product sales regrowth, a little re-ramp there. And then, like you said, man, the ecosystem's in place. So they just collect money, uh, specifically service service revenue, which is growing very nicely. Got to collect that thirty percent on the App Store. Although with the Epic suit, I'm pretty sure Epic won that. I don't even remember if we updated on that. So maybe that cut will be going down a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just look, no one likes to make fun of Apple more than me and Tim Cook. I mean, um, I've done it many, many times over the years, but I think I've learned from my bearish Netflix call two years ago that uh, these consumer companies, specifically like Apple, they're going to be OK for a while. 
And, you know, they, you're right, they don't innovate, they're not doing anything new, but consumers are obsessed with the ecosystem. And, you know, I, I have three or four Apple products in my home. I'm sure you guys have a bunch. And it, it's kind of hard to switch away from that right now. You know, it's it's really user friendly and it's, you know, I, I can't go back to text showing up in green. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I, I hear I you, man. that blue. I, I I know what you mean, man. Um, I feel uh, and, and I, to be honest, I don't have many Apple products at the home. I have an iPhone, and again, I love the blue. But um, it's beginning easier and easier to use the green. I gotta say, and I'm, I, I definitely don't think they're like I don't think they're going blockbuster. That's not what I'm what I'm getting at here. But right. uh, definitely seen some some chinks in the armor, I guess, if you would say. Um, you know, that scene where like Leonidas throws a spear at Xerxes and like he gets a little blood and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just think that that's what we're, what we're starting to see. Uh, do I think they're going to still be around in 20, 30 years? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. But do I think that they're like, when, when you see their, like their market cap is the same as like Amazon and, and Google and shit like that. It's like, I see Google and Amazon is like way more powerful, uh, in terms of like how much we actually need them. And need what they do versus like an Apple. Because like if Apple got blown off the face of the earth like tomorrow, I, like we would figure it out pretty quickly, I think. Like I'd go fucking get a fucking Google phone, like an Android and switch over and fucking be like, oh, I want my blue back. But I think with without Amazon and AWS and Google and YouTube and stuff like that, it would be a, a lot, a lot, a lot harder to replace. They're way more entrenched. I think what the main thing Apple has going for them is it's hard to switch off. And all your friends have it sure. and you want it integrated. Yeah. And, and it does have the highest market cap. Uh, but those other ones are close to it. And I think that's why they're close to it. Because on financials alone, I mean, Apple's going to make net income probably close to $100 billion this year. So, um, I mean, the, it's the best the best books you can get. Uh, by, by books, I mean financials are Apple. and. But yeah, I, I would happen to agree with you in terms of going for the next 10, 20 years, I'd be more bullish on Amazon and Google and, and certainly other cheaper companies. But, uh, you know, I, I think maybe the doom call of Apple that I've certainly participated in over the last four years, um, you know, I've just come away with it with egg on my face. So I'm done. I'm done doing that. <laughs> anyways the amazon event was kind of cool they have a little home robot called the astro looks like a little pup and uh, astro is this little wheelie touchscreen thing that follows you around probably gonna step on it and break it but uh, very different from tesla's robot which you could maybe have sex with if you really wanted to this one's just like a little wheel with a touchscreen on it moves around room to room navigates around objects um yeah, I, I don't really understand what it does. Like, it sets up reminders and, like, it can, you know, turn on your TV and, and, and stuff like that. Controlled smart home devices. But Alexa can do all that. It responds to some commands and, and like, basic commands. Um, you can link it with, like, secure your home security system. But, like, it didn't really – maybe I didn't uh, catch exactly what it could do. Like, so it I'm, really wasn't, like, a robot assistant. Like, it's not going to do the dishes for you. 
I don't think Tesla's fake robot will either, but. No, it's looking like, look, I, I typed in Astro Amazon, the top stories that popped up. The Verge Amazon Astro is terrible and will throw itself downstairs. <laughs> Wired Amazon's Astro is a robot without a cause. And then the star resistance is futile. It's only a matter of time until Astro's Amazon new robot joins your family. I think, like, it's one of those things where you can get it early and just like it, and then it'll get better and better as the years go on. Kind of like the, the I think a lot of people hated on the, the Apple Watch at first, but um, as they made it better and better, pe- more people started getting into it. I think it looks like, like sometimes I wish that like my, like uh, my she who shall not be named or else she'll wake up right behind me. Um, oh, well, like a late day snooze. <laughs> Like, I think that, uh, like, it'd be nice to have that, like, in multiple, like, you can have it set up in multiple rooms, but it seems like this one just kind of follows you around, and you can have music going as you, like, walk around, clean your apartment or something like that. Um, it can go to different rooms, check up on things. I'm sure, like, more and more applications will be built for it, and it'll end up being more and more helpful, but right now it does seem a little bit... Limited? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... So when I worked at another company, uh, one of the one of the owners and, and and VPs were often out of the office. But what they used to do is connect to this. There was like an iPad connected to like a stick on wheels, and it would like he, you could like control it and drive around. So it seems like this one picture here. It's like this little girl is talking to her mom, and it looks like it's like her mom can like follow her around the house and shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean. It reminds me of the little robot in uh, American Pie Bandcamp that he's using to spy on chicks changing. But um, <laughs> like I, yeah, that that sounds kind of fun. But like, I'm not gonna lie, I was at a four year old's birthday party uh, Saturday, and he got a, a, a remote controlled Batmobile, and I was it looked awesome. I was debating going to Toys R Us and buying myself one for twenty. Are they one of those like cars that go like mad fast and shit? Because I've seen a lot of grown ups with those. They look sick. Yeah, it was I mean it was more like kid level fast, but Okay. I don't know. Five kilometers I mean I'm trying to send a speed. There's ones that they have that go like forty to fifty, you know? No no no. It doesn't uh it wasn't built for that. (laughs) Still dope though. Uh, a few other products they launched. There's one kind of cool it's um it's a home security drone so um partnered with ring which they bought a bunch of years ago basically the drone like flies around your house so you can uh check out the camera like panoramic view while you're not at home 250 bucks why have stationary cameras you should have a freaking drone flying around your house attach some smg machine guns to it in case anyone breaks in maybe i don't know <laughs> fucking badass yeah and then i saw something oh smart thermostat some integrations with disney content for kids um echo on the wall whatever yeah i guess nothing uh nothing too exciting the svp of devices and services for amazon's name's dave limp great name great name he's a good presenter not if you're hooking up with a chick though <laughs> that's true and yeah um, cool um another thing i was really excited to talk about today you'd put it on here 
And it kind of lines up with what we were just talking about, you know, with Apple, Amazon, and all these companies are trying to get into the metaverse, um, which I, I did a, not a, maybe not a, maybe a, sh- a shallow dive yesterday. Um, I went from, I'm never, ever going to get on this to like, how do I sign up in about I, half I an never want to live in the real world again. Yeah. So from what I understand, the metaverse is like essentially real life meets like, uh, what's, what's the, that fucking game, uh, that everyone plays, uh, Leroy Jenkins. What does he? What does he play? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. But it's like not like fighting and stuff. Where it's like you could, but like essentially you're in VR, living in a like in an alternate world. So you can go to concerts, you can go to restaurants, um, you can have a bedroom and a hotel and all yeah. sorts of stuff. It's like The Sims, but you're actually like in it. Yeah, and because it's VR, you can actually you can go to the movies or go to a concert with a buddy who lives in toronto for example right you can come with the to the blue jays game with me tonight exactly gary culver's jose barrios let's go yeah i mean it, it's legit i think they did a family guy episode on this but now that i'm thinking i think it was actually multiverse and they're hopping uh to different uh alternate universes okay it, it's exactly ready, ready player one. It's, it's this ex- exact scenario where, you know, everyone is essentially living like you wake up, sit in your chair and put on these goggles and you're in the metaverse and you right. go to school there and you talk to people there and you hang out there and you play beer pong there. You go to parties there. You go to movies there. You go eat. Well, I don't know if you'd actually eat in there. That'd be hard to do. Right. I think you probably still have to eat. Yeah, like you're not like your body's still your body, right? You probably still have to exercise and fucking yeah, exactly. But that this is like Facebook's been working on it quite aggressively. I know they have like a they put fifty million into a fund to help make it more responsible and like make sure it's it's like you know like privacy is respecting that. Like they give a shit about that, but that is a like a big issue because. Whoever's controlling this this metaverse with everyone in it, like we think they they have a lot of personal information now. That'll just be what they have now times a thousand. Yeah, and you can yeah yeah because you can they technically they can like when I talk with you unless my phone's on or she who shall not be named is on right next to us. Like there's no technology around us. We can go to a park and talk and no one's hearing us, right? But if you're in this metaverse. Someone's t- like you're talking into a microphone. You're talking into something. So, what what are they taking? What are they hearing? What are you? All that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably a hacker's paradise at that point. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, security and encryption and user privacy are going to be have to be uh, paramount. Very important. Um, I, I do definitely think there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, I mean. It's already, I don't want to say we're already there, but we're kind of there. Like we're talking now on Zoom. Um, You can play pretty much any game with people over Zoom or over FaceTime. You know, there's various apps to kind of simulate it. But it's with with virtual reality and augmented reality, it's like you could physically be there. Um, 
I mean, we just got back from a, a bang or your, your bachelor party a couple of weeks ago. I'm thinking like we could have had the actual bachelor party in the metaverse. Oh, yeah. So Airbnb, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they should start looking into some metaverse properties, you know, rent some out. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a platform too where companies can choose to build and operate on like the Play Store, the Apple Store now, there could be that kind of ecosystem. It's also going to be a huge cash cow for whoever perfects it. I do think that's where we're heading. And although there's, yeah, there's a lot of uh, benefits, there could also be some pretty fucked up shit that comes along with it. Yeah, for sure. Well, with everything, right, there comes up, there comes out fucked up shit. I'm sure you can get lost in that world and never come, like, you know, never come back. Right or die in your chair because you're not fucking eating properly or exercising. Um, but yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the opportunity it gives outside of Zoom where we're uh, oh sorry uh, right there's no you can't like break off for a cigarette or like you know uh, like a two on two pong where it's just you guys chilling right like in the metaverse you can walk around you can leave certain areas which makes it kind of crazy but. Yeah, and then it runs. It does run on blockchain technology. So there, there are certain cryptos like, like I think if you wanted to like invest, you could probably just get Ether or some of the other ones that, um, you know, the, some of those other platforms that they build on. But there's other ones. I forget the company name right now. I was looking into buying some last night. It's like sixty-seven cents. I was like, ah, fuck it. But oh, that's um, a prime explosion. Yeah, and it's essentially if. If let's say I wanted to have a meeting, like a company meeting, right, in the metaverse, I would still need to rent out like an office space that someone's built, right, and I would pay for that office space using some type of crypto, whether it's that company's specific crypto or just using Bitcoin, or but I would have to pay for it, right, to use that space that someone else has built. So it's mm-hmm. pretty much you're building like a whole new universe. Um, yep. Yep. You know, you want to have a, a stadium where a, where a fucking band comes and plays while someone's got to build that fucking, that fucking stadium and you got to pay for that seat and you got to, you know, the band's got to get paid. So um, it creates a real opportunity. What I like about it, and it unfortunately never ends up this way, but who knows, um, is that it gives the opportunity for, it's almost like a, a flat, non-started thing where... Yeah, I'm sure like a Facebook or one of these huge companies will end up owning like a large piece of it. But if you create something, it's yours, right? It's it's, it's ground zero right now. So you can get in and start, if you, if you know what you're doing, create something that's of value to people and, and, and make some, some crypto on it. Yeah, and it's really cool. You could have different worlds perhaps in it. Maybe one of them has like zero gravity, something cool like that. You know, one world's just like awesome old video games and like arcades cool shit like that i'm just thinking through what happens in ready player one but uh it's really endless possibilities yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm such a lazy pig i'd probably be all in on that but i'm also not really huge on the whole social media thing so we'll see all i know is my avatar is gonna be cool as shit yeah like same here i'm not huge on the social media thing but this is so much more right i'm the re i think the reason that we're not huge on social media is it's like I like I, I don't want to see a picture of like like uh, of, of what you ate for lunch like I like you and all but like I don't really give a fuck about your chili 
But like chili is good though man Ooh. chili is good like tell me you had great chili like i believe you i don't need to see the picture of it you know but if we're jam, like it's like we actually get to jam like we can like we can like play playstation like we're sitting next to each other we can play pong like actual like chill man it's like the closest form of fucking teleportation uh i've seen true true that true that definitely probably a far way away but uh it popped up in the news a couple times this week. Crazy shit, yeah. man. I started getting pumped. Speaking oh. of uh, posting lunch pictures, though, someone did post, and I, I thought this looked really good. was uh, like a tuna melt, but you put some put some guac under the tuna. Ooh. Ooh. Boy, the that looks guy. good. That yeah. is a good I, picture. I'm going to try that. I definitely follow a lot of food pages. I got to say, I get a lot of barbecue stuff on my Instagram feed. But it's got to be good, you know? Oh, of course. I want to learn something. The Q season coming to a close. It's getting colder. Yeah. Day is getting longer, shorter, shorter. Shorter. That's all I got. All right. Well, yeah, I'm fucking done. That's all I got. All right. Well, fuck. Spence has got to get to the fucking Jays game over here. I'm going to put a fat bet down on them tonight because why the fuck not? Garrett Cole is a good pitcher, but we need this game. Here's what I'm going to do. Two beers, small bag of popcorn, extra salty, delicious. Two more beers, two more beers, soft vanilla chocolate ice cream scoop, the soft one. And then if we're really struggling, I'll go two more beers. I might as well just do a beer an inning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good pace yourself kind of move. And if I really need it, I'll just switch to Bud Lights instead of Buds. Ah, uh, but uh, but uh, <laughs> Johnny Lawrence has light beers for pussies. <laughs> oh man, I love that he drinks Coors. Uh, what are they called? Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet. Yeah. Oh, I had a few Saturday. They're delicious, man. Oh my goodness, those are good. But yeah, the cheap dugout deals. They only have Budweiser or Bud Light. So love it. All right, I'm gonna get us out of here. Do it. Cool. From all of us here at the Business Boys, we appreciate you tuning in as always. Um, this has been episode 30, 86, not 36. Fuck. And uh, yeah, check you later. Peace out.